Hello, all, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And my name is EJ Kerwin. And we're just always so thankful for you tuning in to listen to what we have to say. It's usually around relationship and or individual wellness and really supporting others and living their best lives through the storms that life can bring to many things. So we are grateful. I mean, our goal is to hit a broad range of topics that affect individuals in relationship or individuals who are looking for relationship. You know, uh, if you haven't checked out other podcasts that we've put out there, we have a ton of interviews with really great, smart people in this field with unique perspectives. So, you know, make sure you always check back on all those. We have, this is our 88th episode, Yay. Tara. We have amazing? to do something really big on the 100th. I know. So we have some episodes with couples who have gone through our program here, but we're actually going to start getting more couples on yeah. here, sharing their experience. And I think that is going to be so helpful because EJ and I can only talk about our life <laughs> so much. We want to hear from other people too. So we're really excited to get that rolling too. Absolutely. So today, are you ready? We're going to blow your mind. Yes. And you may like or not like what we have to say, but... I mean, so this came out of a session that I had yesterday with a couple that we've worked with for a long time. And they've had a tough year. You know, they've had a tough, short amount of time uh, prior to coming into this session. And at one point, I was opening up a little bit about a conflict that Tara and I had had in the past week. And one of the members of the couple like, looked at me, and we have had so many couples do this, looked at me and was like, you guys fight? And I was like, yeah. I mean, yes, without getting too deep into it, yeah, <laughs> of course we fight. And they, they're surprised, you know, they're surprised because we're couples counselors. I don't know why they're surprised, why we wouldn't fight like any other couple fights. But what's different is, I think, how we look at conflict. Yes. Thank you for saying that because I am like, uh, yes, this is how we grow as individuals. Like who is the person that's going to trigger us more in our life? Our intimate partner. And that's how we grow. And if we didn't fight and if we didn't have conflict and if we didn't have triggers and we just kept looking for somebody that didn't trigger us, we stay stunted. So I am like, uh, yes, we argue and we're triggered by each other. And then we always feel so much more closer after it because we choose to. We choose to learn the lessons that happen during the conflict. Most of the time, not all the time, it's okay. Yeah. So- the name of this episode is Conflict as Opportunity. And and yes. what it is, is it's a, is it hopefully is a big reframe for couples, is the idea of instead of looking at conflict as like a validation that you're not meant to be together or validation that like, you, oh, we just can't solve that one thing that we've been talking about for three mm. months or three years. Or 30 years. Instead, looking at conflict as like, okay, like this is a chance to do it better. You know, this is a chance to learn something for the next time this rolls around. And why do you think, Tara, like, why is that a hard mindset for a couple to adopt? I truly believe that, I mean, I'm sure this is proven, but like humans don't like to feel uncomfortable and we do anything and everything to avoid feelings of uncomfortable. And our partner can definitely trigger the most uncomfortable feelings in the world. And so then we want to avoid that. Hence, we want to avoid our partner. Hence, we want to be with someone who doesn't do that. Yeah. That's my yeah, absolutely. two cents on it. Absolutely. I mean, I think 
one of the big things that, that we try to instill in a couple early on as well is the fact that like when we get together with somebody, there's something about that connection that feels like, oh my gosh, I finally found the person. We were just talking about this this morning as Tara was talking about early on in our relationship and how like her just sort of warmth and her positivity and her fun was something that like I just like was was craving in my life. Mm. And I had that with her and it was just like so amazing. Then, you know, a couple years down the line where things got complicated in our relationship and that dissipated, then it's like, oh my gosh, what happened? You know, I want her to only make me feel good, you know, and I think Mm -hmm. that that's what couples is you've been with this person who at some point has made you feel really excellent. And then you have inevitably the struggles in relationship. You have certain dynamics that you, you really struggle to solve together. And you're like, oh you're not supposed to be this person. I'm supposed to be with somebody who just makes me feel good all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to be with somebody who makes me feel this uncomfortable. Yeah, and I'm just gonna kind of share my experience too. Like last night I was watching, you know, the thing is TikTok and I'm still avoiding it, but I know that we have to somehow have some kind of presence on TikTok. And so I'm trying to watch more of it. And I see these like couples being like totally goofy and and like funny and silly. And I'm just like, well, EJ's not that way. Like he used to be that way, but he's not that way anymore. And like, gosh, that's what I miss a lot. And it's just like, if I'm not really careful, I would get stuck in that thought and then continue to like criticize him for not being that way instead of, you know, what I said to him, I think, I don't know if you remember last night, but I, I was do like, remember. I really want to see more of that in you. And I can't, and you know, our life has been overwhelming. We're managing it. We're navigating it but I'm definitely ready to have some lighter times, but it doesn't just happen organically. We have to like create this intention of, gosh, I really want this part of us to be back again, even despite all of the stuff we go through and all of the space we hold for others suffering. Like, I want that. It's not that you're bad right now, but I'm definitely craving more silliness and lightness. Yes. So relating back to that couple who was like, you guys argue, First of all, validating to everybody, yes, we argue. Yes, it is a normal part of being in a relationship to have conflict, to have problems that are really difficult to solve together, to trigger one another. But the mindset that we think allows you to have a happy, healthy, loving, resilient relationship is that you have to look at difficult moments as opportunities to learn about yourself and each other. Say that again. It's important. Say it again. That in order to have a happy, healthy, loving, resilient relationship, you have to look at difficult moments with your partner as an opportunity to learn about yourself and each other. That it offers a ton of information. Yes. Right? That in those very uncomfortable moments, I have to throw the mirror up and look at myself. And that is, again, that is a system that we try to help couples create in our programs, whether it's couples coming into the office or our online courses, is we try to create systems where couples go through uncomfortable moments. And the first thing they do is hold up a mirror and look at themselves Mm -hmm. before They do what we all naturally do, which is look at their partner, point their finger and say, like, you did this. Mm -hmm. You need to stop this. If you could stop doing this, Mm -hmm. then I would feel good and we would be okay. Instead, 
it's, oh my gosh, I'm feeling this. I am thinking this. Then I am doing this. What this reminds me of is this, this, and this. Oh my gosh. Like that's why when you told me that I loaded the dishwasher wrong, that I wanted to riot, you know, Mm -hmm. like, because it doesn't make sense. Like that criticism does not equal the amount of internal unrest that it created for me. But if I'm not careful, all I do is I look at conflict as a way to tell Tara what she did wrong. So this is really important. The more you can kind of have this mindset that EJ is talking about to look at it as a opportunity for lessons to be learned about yourself and your partner and the relationship that you're both in, there is significant freedom in that because the more I know my triggers, I recognize, you know, what's being activated. I can work through that and now I'm lighter. And I kind of think of it like a gumball machine, like all of our triggers like are in a gumball machine and they're just like packed high and there's no more gumballs in there, right? And you can't put any more like love in there or compassion because you're just like packed tight. And every time you put in a quarter and you turn it and a gumball comes out, right? The, the quarter is the lesson that we're learning. It starts to make room for more gumballs or more positive experiences. And so even if you're like processing eight out of 10 arguments, you are making room for freedom. And that is the word I'm going to use here is freedom in relationships, like space. But when you don't learn from them, you do not create space and it just becomes combustible, which then leads couples into here, really, which is okay. We're very happy for that. But it creates just repetition where if you don't learn internally about yourself and what's happening in that Mm -hmm. conflict, then you're destined to have that conflict happen again. And what happens with couples is they have repetitive negative experiences in conflict. They happen over and over and over. They escalate, they get worse and worse and worse until they get hopeless and they hit a crisis point where somebody's like, I can't do this, I'm leaving, I'm just gonna completely check out of this relationship and then they come in. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's a very common dynamic, but it's also not a super effective way to go about building a resilient relationship. And what what we say is like enter into some process where you're getting some support because you need tools in order to see conflict as an opportunity. It's not intuitive. So you have to have tools to help you. You have to have code word. You have to have a way to stop the argument so it doesn't escalate and you say really mean, yucky things to one another. Yeah, You have to have, once you've stopped the conflict, you have to have an operating system to throw it into where you know how to look at yourself. You have to have good communication techniques in order to find a way to come back either 20 minutes or the next day and revisit the topic. Like it's not intuitive. And that's why we, in our relationship, look at it every time of like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, maybe we're still struggling with this issue and maybe we've been struggling with it for seven years, but oh my goodness. We keep getting better How at much it. better are we at it? Yes. But here's like the other caveat is in the moment sometimes it doesn't feel like we're better. Oh. It feels like, oh my God, like this is Okay, we've tried everything hell. and we're still here, screw so screw it. this. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. Yes. I swear I have not thrown out the divorce word as much as I used to. <laughs> 
Yeah. I want to have a non-triggered uh, podcast episode, so I'm going to just... <laughs> oh, can't you just be Jack from This Is Us? No, I'm just kidding. We've, we've gone there. I haven't said that in so long that I live in the shadow of uh, Jack, Jack but that's because there hasn't been a new season out in a couple of years, so you haven't had your Jack fix in a while. And, and here's what I also want to put out there is this is just not an overnight process. Like EJ said, it is definitely not intuitive. Our brain is wired to protect ourselves from threat, and so... Again, finding support online, blog reading, self-help books, couples counseling, you name it. There's a ton of stuff out there. It's really like wonky at first because you're learning ways to stay in very uncomfortable moments. You're learning how blame is actually not working. So you're learning on how to take accountability on what's your stuff. And it's a journey, and it's a journey that EJ and I will continue until, you know, we're not on this earth anymore. It's an everyday journey that we're learning, and change is constantly happening in our family, with each other, in our own individual lives. And so it's okay if you're not doing that now, but start the process. And we have a ton of tools that we can support you with, whether it's mindfulness techniques, whether it's our cognitive behavioral restructuring, you know, it's just, it's about making the decision first to say, okay, my intention actually is to start looking at our triggers or our difficult moments as a learning lesson. That's got to just be the first intention, right? And, and, and that both of you kind of have to be willing, right? Or at least one person in that moment is willing to change the dynamic because here's what we know about family systems theory. It just takes one person to change, to shift the dynamics. So like, let's just say EJ and I are in this constant repetitive negative pattern, right? And we're fighting about the same thing and it always looks the same. If I, if EJ did nothing and he kept being the same way, but I was like, you know, like right now I just need to take like a 20 minute break because I'm definitely about to say some things I don't want to say, that automatically disrupts the pattern. That's the change that starts to happen. So it's okay if it's just you making the changes at first and hopefully eventually that shift in the system changing is automatically going to bring your partner in. That's what we see. There's so many couples that come in like, my partner doesn't really want to be here. And we're like, oh yeah, that's kind of normal. But wait for it because it just really takes that first person to take that first step. And usually that first step is really healthy. And then the other person wants to be a part of that because it's changing no matter what. Yeah. And then when, so one person sometimes is the change agent and the other person then starts to just have to change on some level and hopefully both people then get bought into it. And then that's where the magic happens, right? That's where we see couples make amazing changes in their relationship is when you buy into that credo that we talk a lot about is that becoming your best selves together, yeah. that the inevitable conflict in your relationship becomes an opportunity for each of you to individually grow and you become a better person and you see your partner not as a threat and not as somebody who who is just mm -hmm. disruptive, but you see them as somebody who can highlight your areas of growth and then hopefully support you through it. The things that drive Tara crazy about me are the things that she is helping me evolve in. Mm -hmm. And if I just look at her through the lens of like, why do you keep saying that? Or why do you keep doing that? Then I'm not going to grow. I'm stuck. I hope anyone out there listening right now can take this like huge 
sigh of relief. Like actually maybe we're okay. Maybe I'm okay. Maybe I just have to reframe our conflict in this way. And again, I've said this probably in many podcasts, but the first sign you see when you walk through our lobby is our partner is our greatest teacher. Be patient for the lessons and that there is tremendous growth and freedom individually and as a couple when you start to take the intentional approach of conflict as opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I bet you can hear in our voices today know, like, that there's a lot of passion behind this because we live it. It is what has allowed us to get through some really difficult times, what is continuing to allow us to get through some really difficult times and feeling like, wow, like just in this last week, I'll say like there are times I'm feeling closer to you than I've ever felt. And it's through our relationship, I'm changing. And it's great when you do stuff that makes me feel loved. But when I do something that makes me feel really deeply connected and seems to also create a positive response in you, I'm like, wow, like that feels really good. And that is the kind of core of secure attachment, which is where we try to get ourselves to be and couples that we work with. And that's a whole, you know, we have many podcasts on attachment, but it's like that safe base to work from now. And that's what changes everything, that deeper level of intimacy. It's not about passion and ripping each other's clothes off and having that honeymoon period. It is about going through freaking treacherous, muddy, quicksand, like coming out and you're still holding hands like that sucked. I mean, that is the truest form of deeper levels of intimacy and connection. And we are living proof after a decade of a lot of insane, uncomfortable moments, like we are still holding hands. Sometimes it's just a pinky. It's okay. (laughs) Sometimes it's just a toe touching in the middle of the night. (laughs) So again, we hope that this podcast was helpful and that it, you know, for me, I've done my job. If you're driving or you're sitting there listening to this and you start to think about things and be like, maybe, what if? That's huge for me. So thank you for listening. Yeah. And please, uh, we appreciate it when you share our podcast, you know, when you tell another person about it, when you click that share button and send them an episode, it means a lot to help us get this word out there because we know that when people's relationships are more stable, they are stable more as individuals, their families are more stable, their communities are more stable. Like relationships are at the heart of our personal wellness. And we just want to help as many people as possible. So thank you for listening. And as always, take care of yourself and each other. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Singing on the train, me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.